I've never seen a ghost. I'm one of those people that doesn't have a single one of my own ghost stories. A friend once told me, you aren't open enough psychically for seeing ghosts. What can I do, I asked, to be more open? Spend more time near them, was her answer. I'm sitting in Holt Cemetery. It is uh, August 1st. It's the middle of the day. My friend Casey told me I should come here to the Popper's graveyard in mid-city New Orleans. He told me how it was beautiful and that the markers were mostly handmade. He told me the graves are so shallow you can find bones sticking up from the ground. Here's a gravestone that I like. It has it has a candy cane in the ground and the gravestone is made out of one of those things that keeps your tires from rolling forward in the parking lot. And then it says, R.I.P. So now, now I'm, I'm approaching the one that everyone notices, the one that you can't help but notice. It's covered in chicken wire and various pieces of metal grates and uh, there's like part of a bed frame. There's a, a wicker chair, stuffed animals, a ceramic owl. There's an empty red bucket. Um, it looks like a fort that you would build out of like all the stuff in the garage. There's actually somebody just got here, which is totally weird because no one ever seems to come here. A family has just pulled up in a little red car. I watch two little boys jump out and run down the road toward a grave. I can hear them shouting, it's that one, no, no, it's that one. I watch them for a little while, and finally I muster the courage to go and talk to them. I miss you, Daddy. Me too. He was 26, going on 27, because he didn't make his birthday yet. He got killed on February the 4th, 2006. He got buried here on the what? 14th Valentine's Day. They're visiting her son's grave, the kid's father. I asked the older kid, the eight-year-old, what he remembers about his dad. His grandmother is urging him on, but he's nervous and his voice shakes. I'm <laughs> Used to go any, um, any place. Used to go hang out anywhere. What did your daddy teach you? He teaches, he teaches us. Not to be disrespectful. Obey. The grandmother gestures toward my microphone. She tells him to tell his dad he loves him and misses him. I love him, but... I know. Ain't no but in love, his grandmother tells him. But the boy doesn't seem convinced. And secretly, I want to pull this little round-faced boy away from his grandmother for a minute. But what, I want to ask him, and let him tell me everything. Today, I'm here with Antonio. We both work here now doing post-Katrina construction. He's telling me about the Day of the Dead in Mexico. In New Orleans, they also celebrate the Day of the Dead, but it's called All Saints Day. The idea is the same, though. The family gathers around the grave to clean up and redecorate, to talk about their dead and remember. 
Sometimes they prepare a picnic, and they even set a place for the deceased. My friend Antonio grew up in a rural area outside of Mexico City. In the neighborhood where he grew up, if someone died, the men in the neighborhood had to bury the body in the family plot eight feet down. This is how it's done in New Orleans, too. All the family goes in one plot. But here, the graves are a shallow two feet, or the dead are buried in above-ground tombs. Two feet, that's all you get before you hit water. In New Orleans, the dead are close. They are very close. I've heard Red Nelson as the man to talk to about the New Orleans city cemeteries that he has worked in them for 20 years and knows all the stories. No, not 20. Wrong with 31. Mr. Nelson is not very happy to be talking to me. In fact, it seems he would have rather I arrived the way most of his visitors do. I mean, in a casket. During our interview, he crunches on pork rinds and eyes me suspiciously. He also seems to doze off a few times. The Times Picayune just did a story about gravediggers no longer being in the city budget that Mr. Nelson didn't appreciate. But I'm not looking for that story. I'm looking for ghost stories. So I asked the gravediggers. Ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. That's an imaginary thing. You're a strong-minded person and, and mind is not, not weak. You wouldn't have to worry about no ghosts. The dead people can't do you nothing. It's the live people around here can do it. It's very deadly. Walking in these streets, that's your problem. My friends Casey and Laura and I have been talking for a while about spending the night in Holt Cemetery. I think it would be the most terrifying thing to ever happen, Casey said. Yeah, totally. We should do it, I said. We sneak in like teenagers breaking curfew, climbing swiftly over the fence, avoiding headlights, dashing across the cemetery in the lit up places. We set out our tarp under one of the giant oak trees in the middle of the cemetery and start telling ghost stories. One night she woke up and he was there and he was like, show me the baby. And that she took him into my room where I was sleeping in the crib. Like I totally felt it. Like I knew when it was in the room. And I knew it wanted to be close to me. And like it kept like getting, it would like lay down with me or it would like lay on top of me. We all know why we're there. We're there for the same reason people watch movies like The Exorcist, just to utterly horrify themselves. We get right to the point. We talk about our biggest fears. We talk about dying and getting old and being kidnapped and Satan. But we never get scared. The cemetery is just peaceful. That's it. No zombies, no ghosts, no one's head spun around. It's almost disappointingly tranquil. It's another hot day in New Orleans. I'm back at Holt Cemetery for the last time. My gravedigger friends are in the office. They're leaned back against the wall in uncomfortable wooden chairs. There's no fan or air conditioning in the office, and the air is heavy and damp. They don't talk to each other. They just mess around with their cell phones and doze in and out of sleep. Hello? Oh, hey, it's you guys. Yeah. Remember me? Yeah. Are you digging a grave out here today? Yeah. They're waiting for a burial at 2. I ask if I can wait there with them. You're running late, huh? 
Your dad ain't come here. No. How you doing? Finally, the first car arrives. The gravediggers walk across the cemetery to the grave they have already dug. I stay behind the iron cage door and watch the people show up. They are greeting each other and talking cordially. The funeral starts, and I stand back, near the hearse, which still has its engine running. I can hear the preacher bellowing a prayer. A woman is wailing with grief. At the end, they release a white dove from a cage, and everyone applauds. The whole thing is over within minutes, and all the people begin to walk back to their cars. I stay with the gravediggers. One of the gravediggers gestures toward the hole, which is full of muddy water. They tell me they're glad the family didn't wait to see the casket being put in. Watch it. Stand over where you don't go in. Stop. Now what I'm going to do. I picture his young face under the lid of the casket. I picture him rocking back and forth in there. I picture him in a black suit and a white shirt. And I wonder if he is one of the boys from the recent string of shootings in New Orleans. The white dove is sitting in the tree above me, looking confused. I think about all of the people buried here, their untold stories, their unfinished lives, swallowed up in water. And suddenly, for the first time in Holt Cemetery, I feel afraid, haunted. I say goodbye to the gravediggers and to Mr. Nelson. I tell them I won't be back again, and they smile for the first time. And I think of the little boy who said about his father, I love him, but... And I think again, but what... Was the date 38 till the chest plate? Mommy dears crying at the wake.